1: flushcarecom slash Welcome
0: to the Dope Black Woman podcast. The podcast where we share stories of black excellence as part of our safe digital sisterhood. I'm Leanne Levers, I'm Rashaan. You can call me Shan. I'm Livs.
1: Hi, Queen Mojo. Hi. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I am well thank you I'm very grateful for the sunshine today not that I've been outside to enjoy it because I was (laughs) treating today like Sunday but it was nice to see and I'll be out tomorrow hopefully how are you
0: I'm good I literally just went for a walk for 20 minutes I was like every time it's hot my friends text me like did you enjoy the weather and I'm like what weather I've been in my room and the blackout blinds are closed so what are you
1: talking about (laughs) yeah 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 oh my god I've got blackout curtains as well they are the devil. They're amazing, isn't it? No, but amazing. they're amazing as oh, well. No, no, I love them. <laughs> yeah, don't fuck you up. If you're trying to get up, get out and be active. Blackout curtains will make you think the whole time it's 5:45 in the morning. But do you know what they're they're great for? When you've had a night out, yeah, and your head's a liquor from the rum,
0: and you come home, <laughs> yeah, and you don't want to wake up. You don't even want the McDonald's breakfast yeah, yeah, at 5:00 yeah, a.m. Yeah. You will sleep through the that alarm. That's when yeah, they're the on lit. that
1: front. Blackout blinds curtains. Mwah. sent from heaven. Car. Honestly. I don't know yet. Yeah.
0: On that front, I don't know what I'd do without it. Yeah, but well, I'm really, really happy, and I feel really um almost taken back. Like when we were talking about doing this interview, you was like, "What are we gonna talk about?" And I was thinking, "I don't even know." I wanted to come on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Let
1: me just
0: make something up really quickly." <laughs> that's that's no, I'm happy to I be here. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: That like, I literally have worked in an industry where I meet like huge celebrities all the time that I just don't care about. Like when they come to my workplace yeah. and people are like take take, pho- take photos of them or go and do this. I'm like, no, like I don't I don't get starstruck. But actually today, <laughs> when I knew you was coming on, I was like, nah, this this woman, this look <laughs> I have to I have to I have to make be ready. No, honestly. Honestly. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm unap- unapologetically telling you outwardly that I, I really do love and respect the work you do for the community and oh, how you show up you. as yourself authentically. Like, I just, lo- I'm in love with you and everything you stand for, man. And I'm, I, just, uh, I, had, I had to get that out there because I like to keep everything 100%. So I was like, yeah. I can't start this by being all like, yeah, so how did you have you? No, I'll tell you, I love you, girl. That's that's how I'm starting this. That's how girl, starting. I love you as well. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm shy. I, I'm, oh, you're not shy. You're not shy. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, something we always ask our guests when they come on, mm-hmm. we always ask them this one question. And I feel like you're going to smash the answer, but there's no right or wrong. So don't worry. You saw you look up at me like, hey, are we doing math? Yeah. Math? <laughs> but something we always ask our guests, we say, what makes you a dope black woman?
1: Ooh. Okay. Ah, <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh, sh- rah. What makes me a dope black woman? Um, I think what makes me a dope black woman is my ability to rise above the bullshit. My, uh, my resilience, my my strength, my determination, and not to serve. Of course, not to serve. The stereotype of a black woman, a strong black woman that just has mm-hmm. to get on with everything, has to take on the world. I, I, I don't like that approach. What makes me a dope black woman is that I don't give in to that stereotype. As determined as I am, as focused as I am, as strong as I believe I am, I give myself the room, the space, the time to be weak. To be vulnerable, to to be emotional, and balance the two, and in that, the overarching strength as a black woman is what shines through. But I'm not really trying to give into the um into the stereotype. My body makes me a dope ass black woman. Can myself makes me? If you can um, see
0: me behind the screen, I was just doing a little twerk for you, but you can't ah, see. But I was twerking like.
1: Eh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my energy and my spirit and my smile, which is my favorite thing about myself, all those things. But yeah, not giving in to the stereotype of what a black woman is and um, just being authentic in myself. Mm-hmm.
0: It's interesting yeah. because the whole, like, so do Black Women is essentially a safe space for black women, but something that myself and Leanne, who are the co-founders, are really proud of is encouraging women to be their true multifaceted self. So yes. what you just said literally encompasses that because it's not about, living into stereotypes like you said it's, if you're if you're a woman who wants to cry every day for example then cry every day if that's something yeah. that works with you then do it and if you're someone who prefers not to cry then do that but I think it's really important that we try to encourage each other to just allow our emotions to flow because I definitely
1: know that when you try to trap them in they will eventually get out. <laughs> honey, honey, those emotions, you bottle up the emotions, that's gonna explode like a bottle of Pepsi when you put some mint in it, just poof. You, you know what I mean? Let them out, let them out, just you know, you shake up a Pepsi and it's gonna let, let out the air slowly, slowly, slowly. Because if you ex- if you boil it up and explode, boy, you're finished. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Now, for anyone who's stupid enough to not be following you, and I say stupid because if you're not, then what the hell are you doing? I'm James Um, Bentley. How would you introduce yourself? Like, how how do you Tell someone who you are?
1: I would say I am your energy provider. I am your, oh gosh. You see, this is where I'm, I'm, I'm learning why we don't really like labels, because even the term plus size influencer puts me in a box, yeah. and I and I I don't like that word. I don't like that I'm plus size because can you not can you identify me as more than my body shape and size, please? Yeah. And I don't like the idea of influencer. I yeah I don't particularly like the name influencer. It's not a I'm not a big fan of the title because. I, I don't choose To like Directly influence You are supposed to be Um, choosing as the consumer who and what you're influenced by so Mm -hmm. I sort of try I'm trying to sort of edge away from those words and I will say I am an online personality I am like I said your your energy provider I'm your hype girl I love you and I want you to grow and I want you to do the best that you can be I (laughs) am a bad bitch so I just emulate that energy I just sort of Insert
0: Insert twerk. And if you
1: (laughs) if you want to be influenced by that, then by all means come along and join the family. Um, I'm very very big on mental health and approaching that in the most balanced and healthy way that we can, Um, and not making it a trend, but making it something that's part of our daily lives, as well as busting a splits on the dance floor, maybe hanging off a pole twerking, wilding up myself with a, a magnum.
0: In my hand. I don't even <laughs> like magnums. No. no. <gasps> what? Do you know what? I'm not going to lie. The other day I was with my boyfriend, yeah, and he was like, um, imagine this silly boy. I was in hospital. I said, can you come and bring me some soup? Why did he bring me soup and alcohol? Soup, magnums, rare nephew. I said, him, what, what? I was going to say, the magnums don't
1: make no sense, but you need a little bit of rum. You need rum
0: for everything. I said, I didn't need this at this moment, and I'm a, I'm a big fool, full-time run drinker this is not the time but anyway I (laughs) confessed to him I said you know what I know I I told you that I like Magnum but I don't I said when I'm at a party I feel like I'm meant to have it in my hand, so I have it and I'll drink it (laughs) oh yeah it's true it's
1: true true. it just looks cool I don't know what it is about it I just feel like yeah Magnum's nice know, Magnum's sweet Mm. Magnum is very sweet, it's tasty. And can, can I also just give thanks that you're out of hospital? I don't know what it was, what you were in there amen, for. Amen, amen. amen. But yeah, I just want I give thanks, real quick that you're um, alive and well. But girl, a magnum and rum to the hospital, okay, yeah, that's all questionable. <laughs> Love you, babe, appreciate you. and <laughs> kisses, blow my back up later when I'm home. But rum and alcohol, what
0: <laughs> literally blow it out. Um, <laughs> You mentioned mental health just a minute ago, which is something that can I just say as well, you very much humbled your dance accolades because when I looked, when I went onto your agency's website and they're listing the people that you've you've danced with or for, Lizzo and Wiley being two of them, I said, Excuse me some <laughs> respect. Listen, I'll be putting out my story every day. Oh, it's <laughs> been four hundred and sixty five <laughs> days since I last danced with you Lizzo. Know
1: Twelve hundred days and four hours since I last danced with Lizzo. <laughs> I do want. I want to repost the video. I, oh, was it last week or the week before? I was just scrolling through um the pictures, my pictures on my on my camera roll, and I came across the video of me saying, "Guys, I think I can tell you now, we're dancing with Lizzo." And it was just, I just got to relive that moment all over again. It was so epic. She's doing these auditions now for her dance show in the US. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. No, I haven't. Are you going to apply? Well, I'm, I'm going to apply. However, I am sort of like really managing my expectations because they're not really accepting um, people outside of the US. Can you not lie
0: so... I can give you a fake address to use. We can make this work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've got a few friends in the US that I'm like, boy... If I get this, I'm gonna have to marry them and get my green card. Card, <laughs> <laughs> God. money yeah, I want to be in it, it. So really badly, cured. Because it. right, it's Amazon Prime. Like I'm gonna be on your television screen, honey. I'm also <laughs> thinking. I'm thinking to audition for some UK TV reality shows. Any ones that come up as they come up, I'm just like, you know what? why the hell not i'm a star i just need my name up in lights
0: so but i thought yeah. that um <laughs> i thought the love island one coming up the other day is that something yeah. like that Someone
1: that's what made me think someone sent it to me i think they've extended it now right
0: yeah they I have
1: because they want to get a more yeah. diverse panel so i mean oh god i did not think i auditioned for that but that's scary but i mean maybe i mean oh i could be a contestant on love island why is that, that would be <laughs> hilarious that would be hilarious oh I, I didn't think about love island i wasn't actually thinking about that there was something else that, that i someone sent me but yeah i could apply for love island you know i could find love <coughs> make a bag oh, <laughs> you mentioned a minute ago you spoke about
0: you have a love for mental health and that's oh, something yes. that i talk about on the podcast all the time like every episode i find a way to talk about trauma or mental health because i feel like we have to just normalize these conversations and make it into something that we can talk about every day, even if it's in a light-hearted way. Like, trauma doesn't have to always be, like, doom and gloom. Sometimes it's actually funny, like, when you talk about stuff that's happened. Now, obviously, that sounds really wild, doesn't it? I don't mean funny, like, oh, I went through this. ha it's so funny. I don't mean like that, <laughs> but I mean, like, sometimes you can share your experiences with your friends about yes. how you've reacted to something, and that is so yes. funny. Yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. There's yeah. Le- obviously, there's levels to trauma. So I'm not <laughs> talking about deep-rooted trauma from your childhood it could be service level stuff like a breakup that can also be quite traumatic for someone do you yes. get what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I Just want to make that clear before anyone's like trauma not funny no no I, <laughs> no I, you, I
1: know, you, you ben, know what i, I, I know. was just i was just gonna say off the back of that i know you're going to go into a point but just on the back of that it's it's more so that those who haven't healed that would take that and be really offended by it being on the journey of healing me and my one of my closest friends we've Ban on some of the things that we've been through, not to suppress. We're healing. I'm in therapy, and not to minimise or invalidate. Because sometimes it's better to laugh about it than to cry. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I mean, I'm not going to maybe mention some of the things that we joke about because it, it, there's no context to it, so people <laughs> might take offence. But there are times when I'm like, oh, is that is that me or is that trauma coming through? <laughs> you know yeah and we laugh at yeah. things like that and it's, it's healthy just like you said anyway as, as you were saying sorry. Yeah, so yes i was just gonna
0: ask you where did that where did that um passion come from
1: well i think like 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 a lot of people it came from just having experienced really poor mental health myself and then a, a diagnosis of a mental illness that i'm now starting to Well, not now. I've been questioning for a long time that diagnosis and the the reason why I was seeking the diagnosis. Um, So growing up, not great. Lots of issues, abandonment issues, racism, um, and sadly also some sexual abuse in my childhood. So like most people, you can imagine, that led to really poor mental health um, in my adolescence and in my early adulthood, which led then to a complete mental breakdown in 2017. And in that time... I lost my house, I lost my job, and um, like I always say, I lost my mind too. And it was a very, very difficult time. Um, I was, you know, I'd really, I'd reached a good position in life. I was looking at a promotion potentially. I'd just been stable after being homeless for years. And sadly, I was in a really um, toxic and quite emotionally abusive relationship. Um, And one thing just got on top of the other and yeah, it led to me losing all of those things and i looked around me and was like, well i've got nothing i have no direct link with my biological family which is heartbreaking and um all, all, all the things i've built around me are kind of gone now i literally have nothing apart but me and my mind and if if that's all i've got then i'm gonna start to work on it here so i shared my story on instagram i shared the darkness the pain the trauma the trouble the depression all the things i was going through and And I started to receive um, not, not compliments on what I was sharing, but people just relating to being depressed and feeling low. And logically I said to myself, you are one of billions. It's impossible that you're alone. It feels very lonely, but it is impossible that you're the only one to have experienced some of these emotions. Maybe the direct trauma is unique but the, the effects, everyone feels depressed. And um, so I shared the depression and then I started to get better. And then I got into therapy. And then I realised that people were still in need. Even though I'm getting better, people might not be on this journey that I'm on. People might... People aren't me, So then then what else can I give? And so I continued and pushed and started to learn more and watch YouTube videos and really try to educate myself on mental health and mental ill health, mental health and mental illness, you know, Um, and trying to get the vocabulary right about it. Oh, she suffers with mental health, you know. That's the wrong language to use. Everyone has mental health. She suffers from a mental illness or she has a mental diagnosis. That's the vocabulary we need to be using around that. And um, yeah, and all these things and my platform grew and I continue to share. And until today, it's something that I'm very passionate about. All of that trauma led to me going into therapy, something that I would strongly advise all listeners to look into if you've been through anything that I've mentioned and, and, and more, probably, potentially, even a breakup as you said, is, is traumatic and might require a little bit of therapy. So in that therapeutic journey that I've been on, I've learned so much and um, um, developed so many tools to manage my mental health um, that I, I feel it necessary to share, not because that's why I'm on this earth to just give, 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 but I'm aware that not everyone has access to the level of therapy that I'm in. And if I could just be a lighthouse, a beacon, a, a torch of of hope for at least one person, then there's hope. I'm, I've created hope for them, and that's all you kind of need to really get yourself out of a dark space. Hope.
0: When you mentioned the homelessness side of it, I remember that I saw a video on your page that you had posted. Did I see a video, or uh, even you spoke about it recently, or I saw it on your highlights? But you, there was something I saw on your page like last month where you spoke about. Being homeless and showed where really he lived and where really he lived now, and I felt yeah. so so emotional because when I look at your page, yeah, obviously I know that you have a story already because I've been following you for a while, but Thank to know you. that that was an added layer, I'm like, how does she? How does she shine so bright? How does she have all this abundance of energy? How does she have the capacity to come online all the time and do this when she's got all of this stuff? And it's just a testament to you and your journey because I, you. I know that. So for myself, I was registered homeless but not in the same way that you was. It was more in the terms of, like, sofa surfing and things like that, and it's something I'm even just, oh, even just getting out of now, but a lot of people, they don't yes! understand it. Amen. You don't know. You don't know. But a lot of people, don't, they don't really understand it, and they don't... They, they all look at, oh, because you live living with family, oh, it's fine, but but there's, there's even if you live with a family and it's like the best person in the world, there's still mental challenges that come with it. Do you understand what I mean? Yes, yes, And it's yes, like, yes. It's sometimes it's even too hard for you as an individual in that situation to be able to comprehend or process until you then leave it. So when I saw your story, I was just like, oh, what, what more can this girl add to the fire and just continue to inspire people? I was just so taken back from it. But you spoke Thanks about so. therapy, which is thank something you, that I'm, I'm really passionate about. And I wanted to ask you,
1: what has therapy taught you about yourself? So hard. So hard to not just burst into tears. This Wednesday is my last therapy session and I'm processing. and processing Ooh, that. Mate, um, I, did girl. Therapy,
0: I did therapy last week, last year. I did therapy last year for five months. And when hey. it came to the last session, I promise you that when it came to the last session, I wanted to cry. I had withdrawal symptoms for like two weeks, even to yeah. the day my boyfriend saw like, um, how are you feeling about Sophie? That's my therapist. How are you feeling about her? And I'm like, okay, there, okay, there. I just want to reach yeah. her and hug her. Even yeah. To show, even to tell, even even to tell her like progress steps. Like, I want to tell her about the house. I want to tell her about these things that we've spoken about. And it's like I'm unable to do that anymore. So when you're saying it's in, it's on Wednesday. I know exactly how you feel with that. The last few days coming, like I just want to let
1: you know that I, I, feel like, girl, I know it's hard. Oh my days. Sis, yes, Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah i'm i'm not ready for those withdrawal symptoms that you just spoke about
0: <laughs> i'm Honestly, not you because,
1: because <laughs> you've had you know you've been in therapy for five months and, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you went um i've been in therapy just a bit longer for j- just over two years and i know that i have the tools i know that this therapy is now in my dna um but i'm scared to leave her i don't want that to go like you know I- I haven't I, I don't know how to thank this woman. Um so mm. gratefully I give thanks for the NHS. I know not everyone has good experience with the NHS, but I have. And I, I don't know who, what high, which universe, um, how God just blessed me like this Amen. to have um a black woman, a British woman, a seasoned professional. She's been in the NHS for over 25 years. And so um a therapy overall has taught me <laughs> therapy has taught me to think that's over overall therapy has taught me to to think um... A lot of the times we're traumatized. I'm going to make things up. I hope I don't trigger anyone. But you were traumatized because your mom never listened to you, right? She was always very invalidating towards you. And so you have gone around now trying to overcompensate. You over want to please people. You always want to make someone happy. So you over please your boyfriend who didn't really like you. Then you had a girlfriend who didn't like you either. And you trying to over, over um, people please. Sorry, not over please. People please there. And people pleasing at work. So no one really likes you because you're a bit pretentious. Blah, 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 blah. All your emotions are leading you. You still feel invalidated because of your mum not validating you. And so that's carried you around in life. And therapy has helped me be able to see that it's not that my friends don't listen to me. They're actually probably just busy. And it's not the same as my mother invalidating me. I think now, not my emotions. I am in the driver's seat of my life, not the trauma that happened 15 years ago. I haven't seen my mum for over 10 years now, but she was at the forefront of my life because... I felt so unwanted by her as being raised in care. So yeah, therapy has enabled me to think. And a perfect analogy, better than perhaps what I've just said, is imagine your your mind like your house. And your house has sadly, traumatically, awfully been burgled. All your hard work, all the things that you've built, even if it was just a little shack, it's been burgled and it's now empty. You've called the police um, and there's not much they can do. They can't find it. They can't bring it back. You can't get those belongings back anymore. You're just sitting in your empty house. And that's like trauma. We're born with a, in a beautiful house, a beautiful, innocent mind. Look at babies. We love them. They're cute, they're innocent. And trauma is what robs us. Trauma is what takes things away from us. Trauma is what hurts and harms and makes us leave the door unlocked for unnecessary things to come in. Back to that house. Are you going to sit and wait for the burglar to ever so kindly bring it back? No. Your objects, your items are being sold on Facebook Marketplace at the moment. Um, Stop it! Stop <laughs> it! They're on eBay. They're being visited! <laughs> it's not coming back unfortunately and just the same like um, really healing your mind and bringing your life back together and making it what you want it to be I can't wait for my mom to be uh, how, how old am I? I can't wait for my mum to be 38 again and me be 6 years old, I don't know the maths um, and her say, no I do love you, come here, hug me kitty I can't wait for that to happen I can't wait for those men to restore my, um, my sexual purity or innocence, I can't wait for that ex-partner to come back, to, you know, to leave prison, walk all the way down from wherever they are, and say, "Sorry that I hurt you, babes. You're right though. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Um, I need to rebuild my life. I need to make sure I've got insurance on my belongings in future, and um, set boundaries. I need to make sure that the door's locked again. Set more boundaries. Um, take care of myself. Think, um, and that's what therapy has enabled me to do. My house was burgled. It was empty. It was dilapidated. There was nothing in it. But through therapy. I've got a sofa, I've got a bed, I've got a chair, I've got a place, a, a place to live. And my mind is now my sanctuary. I retreat back to myself and G-check myself and check in with myself and soothe myself and parent myself instead of um, all the other destructive habits that I had. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I, love, I
0: love how you said that and your voice changed and you started scratching your head like, mm-hmm. I'm just remembering the things that I was doing, that, that magnum bottle, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Yes.
1: I feel you. And I just
0: want to say for anyone who's listening, who's thought about going to therapy or who's in therapy, a tip that helped for me when I was having my withdrawal symptoms. My best friend said to me, Shan, when you started therapy, what did you want to get out of it? And I told her, and she said, and have you achieved that? And I said, yes. And I know it sounds like such a simple thing, but it gave me a huge sense of peace and relief. And it was like, I actually can do this. Like, if anyone's, if you think about it, yeah. Especially for people who aren't doing therapy through the NHS. Mine also was for the NHS. But for those who aren't, you wouldn't pay for driving lessons and that are like thirty pounds a session and reach three grand worth of lessons and then keep keep spending and spending until you hit twelve grand, you'd want to just get on the road because you know you now know that your driving instructor has given you all the tools yes. to be equipped. And I feel like we need to have that same approach when it comes to therapy because if I had a choice or if I didn't have I guess if I didn't have a therapist who really did care about me, to be able to be like, I'm going to leave you now or you will not, or you will not leave, I would never would have left her. And I always would have been attached to this person. Whereas now I'm yeah. on a journey of healing from this situation as a result of the, the tools she's given me. And, and I feel stronger and I see, and I'm also at a point where I'm able to now relapse and then go back to it because I'm like, oh, I'm doing that because of this and I'm aware of it because of da, 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 And I have the opportunity. Whereas if I was still holding on to her, I would never have got that opportunity. And I yes. actually probably would have gone backwards. Hi, everyone. Sorry to interrupt, but I just want to let you know about a brand new book that's out today by Sophie Williams called Millennial Black. Now, this book has been dubbed as the ultimate guide for black women at work and is available on both hardback and audio too. There are so many great interviews inside, from the likes of June Pong to Candy's Breathway and Munro Bergdorf. This book is filled with so many tips, from setting boundaries to avoiding the race and gender pay gap. Respectful pause for that one. Racist abuse and the future of inclusive working. Now, if you haven't heard of Sophie Williams before, she's an anti-racism advocate and a writer for some big publications. And prior to securing her writing bag, she also had a career in advertising. Now, Sophie's a manager at Netflix, leading production planning throughout EMEA. Don't forget to follow Sophie on socials at Official Millennial Black. And of course, get her new book, Millennial Black, out now.
1: That, yeah, that, yeah, that, that's so powerful listeners r- scrub back and listen back to what was just said. That's <laughs> so, so powerful to be able to get to that place and say, well, I've got what I needed from it. I am now at risk of becoming dependent um, on this person because they're a therapist. You can't depend on them, but you know, you know, because they're therapists that their, their, their job is to be in your life, but they're not actively, you know, a part of it, you know, kind of makes sense. Um, yeah. And I, I think similarly, that's when we realized it was time to come to the end of therapy. I was getting better, but every now and then I would do something self destructive so I could fix it in therapy, do something else self destructive so I could fix it in therapy. And it got to the point where I'd randomly, you know, complain about, Yeah, this bitch, man, where she fucking picked them apples off the tree, man, dumb bitch. You know, my therapist was just like, we, 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 we've, we've reached the end. We're right, reaching babe, the end. Why are you bitching I about don't these care random about things? apples? Yeah yeah she was over it not over me necessarily but just in, in the context of our, of our professional relationship let's not do this let's not get into that pattern that you were just speaking about of um of being dependent on, on somebody let's let's cut it here because you have the tools it's in you now it's in we've done two years of work Go and be free now. And if you go back to therapy, if you come back to therapy, then that's on you. But for now, let's start moving forward. So it, it is a beautiful thing. I'm just very scared of Wednesday. Yeah. I'm going to be very emotional.
0: Yeah. Well, I can be your friend with me.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I
0: probably will, girl. I probably will. Like, how do I do this? like,
1: I just, I just want her back. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um something you spoke about a minute ago you, you kind of shared like three areas of your life that were quite difficult or challenging i prefer challenging to difficult um that were challenging when, when growing up and i want to ask you for you because i feel like how can i put it so for you when i look at your page i feel very motivated and inspired by you but i know that as an individual that's things that i have friends that might say about me too but actually, when you're in dark places, it's really hard to find that motivation sometimes. Mm-hmm. So when you was going through those experiences, before you got to like the amazing being that you are now, I imagine that it wouldn't have been as easy to be as motivated and on the ball as you are now. So what was it that motivated you back then?
1: I was m- convinced that there just has to be better than this. And I think that that's what's led me to where I am now. I, um, to grown up in care, I was uh, raised up in the north of England, north Lincolnshire, very rural village. Um, all, all, three of us, me, you, and whoever's listening, um, oh, well, whoever's listening to the, to the podcast, um, we could all run through the village, give, it doesn't matter our fitness, that's how small it was, tiny little place. And everyone around me was, was, was Caucasian. Um, and so I, I had no identity. But I would see kids being picked up from school by their mothers. And I just imagined that I might experience that feeling one day, that feeling of belonging. I sadly went and searched for it in every place but myself. Eventually, I I came home to me. But in that searching, there was a determination for better. I didn't quite find it when I needed to. And that's okay, because we're here now. But I searched um, earnestly with my whole heart for better I wanted better I wanted to experience that feeling of belonging that I saw when Josh's mum would pick him up when Oliver's mum would pick him up when Abby's mum would pick her up lots of mum stuff because that's a lot of my trauma by the way guys Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. but just that feeling of belonging of being loved of being accepted of being wanted um, I always searched for that and that determination to feel that feeling um came to a head when I finally decided I'm just gonna love myself. I can't expect my exes, part or partners at the time to love me. It's not my manager's responsibility to love me. Um, it's not anyone else's responsibility to love me, but me. And that's my story. It is our parents' responsibilities too, but mine neglected their, their responsibilities. So, you know, I took it on myself and um, mm-hmm. I was always determined, always determined for better, always
0: and for anyone listening who can relate uh, maybe not specifically to the mum angle or the, yeah. the care home angle but just to being on a journey of self love and, and trying to struggle to find that identity
1: of who they are what advice do you have for someone like that what uh, my advice would be to think about what made you feel wholesome and happy as a child and um, if you can do that then go and do it and explore that the part of you that, the part of us that's hurting, is the unnurtured inner child, in in, in whatever shape or form, give or to whatever your upbringing may have been. But that inner child, the bubbly part of you, the, sh- the part of you that shines and glows, find them again, find them again, and listen to them because that happy child is going to help soothe the inner child and um, marry them together and, and become one. Um, for me, it's riding a bike. I was raised in the countryside. Um, we didn't really, i didn't really watch television we were still quite a poor family um so i think really we, we didn't really have that cable and stuff <laughs> so um we used to ride bikes around the down the country lanes in you know early in the morning go down bike fields or up near the chalk factory and ride a bike so when i'm riding a bike at 28 years old You're really seeing me in my eight-year-old self um, connecting with that beautiful part of me um, that, you know, had to become dormant for a while whilst dealing with all the trauma, but it's now fully active and alive in my soul and um, it feels glorious.
0: Do you know what? That's so beautiful because I'm sure it was today on your live that I watched in the morning where you had asked something, where you had said, it's hot, I want to go for a bike ride. Who's come with me and when you said that you when I deep it now based on what you just told me I kind of saw that child come out that like that happiness that excitement like oh my gosh I've got a new trampoline who wants to see a picture of it you know know knowing kids would get so gassed like why what what on earth am I going to do a photo of a trampoline even let me play on it or just f off do you get what I mean but that that excitement and energy I can really picture um where it comes from because you've got this um I don't really know much about it, and I'm going to be honest, but you've got a hashtag that I've seen on your page called Do It for the Dopamine. Is that correct? Yes. So and when I saw it on your highlights, there's a lot of pictures of you riding your bike and things like that. So is that where it kind of comes from? Is that something that you've actively yeah. tried to work on to keep going back to that sort of level of happiness yeah. that you experience?
1: Just do it to do it for dopamine. dopamine, just do it to feel good. Dopamine is a feel good hormone. Don't do things. Um, for any other benefit, and I was mainly talking about weight loss, exercise, and fitness, and, and stuff like that. But do it for the dopamine. Do it to feel good, and do it. Yes, uh, to your question. Yes, to do it to connect with that inner child. That's all it really means. When you connect with that inner child, as an adult, especially, it's like you unlock you unlock a new level of joy that you can't. That we forgot about. Like we learn. Mm. Remember, we learn life in color. Anyone that's a mother or has any younger children around them. Go look at their playbooks. Go look at their toys. Everything is colourful. It's only in school and then, of course, in work where emails, letters, copywriting becomes black and white. But we learn in colour. So add, connect to that inner child and add some colour to your life and help soothe that depression or low mood or you know, whatever it is that you're experiencing that's, that's on the negative side. Mm-hmm.
0: You know when you're on your page and you're posting content, Yes. Do you ever feel like you have a responsibility, or do you ever feel conscious of what you're posting because of people that are watching?
1: Um. Yes, I feel it all the time, and then I just throw caution to the wind. I'm not really. I don't think I. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really care. I don't. I don't have shock value, you know. I don't really think. I just think there's anything that I do is really out of the blue anyway. So mm-hmm. I I I'm conscious of this responsibility, but I don't I don't feed into it too much. Otherwise I'll probably never post because I, I can't be afraid of offending everybody. It's it's unhealthy. If you're offended, just press on just press on follow. It's simple.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but do you ever feel like when you're posting content? And this could just be me saying this because of how I feel when I watch when I receive your content but do you ever feel like you're posting it for like your younger self?
1: Oh, 100%. 100%. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because I mean, I can't say five-year-old me because I am five-year-old me. I grew up. But to people who are in similar position, I know it's going to help them because I know it's what I needed. And that's one of the ways in which um, the great way the great things about content creation, you're just, you're just out there to add value and you're adding value more so to your younger self, you're achieving all the dreams that you had, or at least I am, I'm achieving all the dreams that I had in my head, you know, um, so it's 100% for my, younger, for my younger self, and I have actually had um, a young girl, Oh, I can't remember what her bloody Instagram thing is, I, I, I haven't spoken to her in a while, but she's a young girl, 14, 15 years old, in, in care, um, somewhere in, in 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 the north, and we just chat all the time. And because I I said to her, you're the reason why I do this. Yeah, I'm doing it for big women. And yeah, I'm doing it um, for dark skinned women. And yeah, I'm, I'm I'm here for body positivity and all that stuff. But to me, it's about that that child that just feels like they're not going to be anything in life and feels really unloved and neglected. That's who I'm really doing it for. Because you're going to grow into you're either going to grow to be someone like me or someone who I could have been someone who I'm glad that I'm not and I don't want that for anyone so I'm doing it for um for all them kids there yeah yeah
0: I love that what what advice do you think you would tell your younger self and I know that's quite a big question but if you think of how's my brother okay well, my, my brother's 18 I've got more than one brother but my my direct younger sibling is 18 so if we go back to 18 year old queen mojo what advice would you give her
1: uh, to to eighteen-year-old, you know, what? I don't, I don't know. Eighteen-year-old me, I just look at her and say, "Keep going." That's it, because I, I can't. If I, I, can't, I wouldn't change a thing. And it's past eighteen; life is still kind of shit. But it wouldn't, it wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't be me if those things didn't happen. Um, but to mm-hmm. someone who's eighteen years old going through similar things that I was going through, um, I, I would say to them, "Yeah, keep going." Keep going. This is going to build you. This part of your life that you're going through that's very difficult is the chapter, It's one of the chapters that's going to be in your book. This isn't the end of your story. It's just the chapter. It's just a part of it. And you can see it through to the end and keep writing, or you can stop right here if you wish. But I would advise that you get to the end. Get to the end of this chapter. You'll make it to the end of the book. And who knows, there might be a part two. But better is always ahead. As long as you're going to walk towards it, but ultimately you have to keep going. This will this will make or break you. Make sure it makes you.
0: I was up. I went to. I borrowed my um, boyfriend's sliders, and he was like, "Take your platter, put, your platypus feet out of my sliders." <gasps> I said, "Excuse me," <laughs> and you know you know your foots wide, so you can't even try and say anything back. I was just like, How "I'm fucking so dead." No, that's rude, that's rude No, yeah, he's, he's hella rude
1: that's He's rude, hella though. rude, lucky
0: That is I'm very rude Listen <laughs> Anyway
1: <laughs> Does he listen? Does he listen? Listen, why, you're rude You're rude <laughs>
0: I'm gonna be like you need to listen to this episode, definitely because there's a message for you from Queen Mojo. Yeah. I can't yeah, tell that you what was time it is, hard. but just listen. <laughs> yeah,
1: so um yeah, yeah, I I, I like luxury, so I'm I, I love getting dressed up and it, and it is a way that I take care of myself because of all the ways in which I didn't do that when I was yeah. when I was younger. Yeah.
0: It's interesting because I definitely resonate with that and mm. I definitely dream of and I'm working towards, I'm not just dreaming, I'm doing the work of a lifestyle that encapsulates that. Like sometimes I'll talk to my friend, and actually my friend's birthday's coming up, she's turning twenty-five. I said, What do you want? And she hey. sent me um she sent me this like Charlotte Tilbury makeup thing. And she goes, Oh, I'm not sure if it's too much. If it's too much, we can go d- I'll go down. And I was like, No, like I actually felt insorted in a way in a way, but I was like, No, like I'll okay. it it's <laughs> yeah, fine and then she was like oh what well, we're doing big spenders then I leave a little baton bag and i said you know what not today but one day I, i'll actually yeah, yeah, be there. One I, would, day. I would love to be at that <laughs> point i would love to be able to be like you know what COVID's a madness isn't it all right cool what april the 12th yeah things are gonna lapse everyone's gone on holiday and i'll pay for it and you don't bring us spending money like i would love to be able to be in a position to be able to just treat people in that way and it's not for the monetary side of it it's actually just the experiences of it because I feel like so many so many times my friends are down in a rut and actually what they genuinely would need is a break and it's actually very hard to have a break when you're in the same four walls that you've been in for a year or you're in the same Mm -hmm. four walls that you've lived in for 10 years and actually those same four walls subconsciously have a lot of negative memories attached to it do you get what I mean and it's like sometimes I want to be like "Let me fly your way but my pocket's over let you fly to Croydon so it can't run
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah man. honestly
1: this the, the exact same thing sometimes we just want i want to be able to gift my friends and i not and it's not the money side i don't know to have to show up for anything but we need a break i need a break you need a break you need a break as well then let's go let's go and let's have that break. Let's have that lifestyle because over on the other side of the world, and I just mean Chelsea, um, that's how they live. <laughs> that's how they live. You know, on my bike rides, I've, I've, got, I've cycled through, um, I've cycled through Mayfair. I've cycled through Kensington and stuff like that. And just seeing how the other half lives to me doesn't make me feel down. It just gives, it just gives me more inspiration because that, that's where I want to be. I want to, I want to die another class. You know, I'm working class right now, but honey, I'm trying to die like middle I'll be the way up. up. <laughs> no, i up, and baby. It's up, then it's up, then it's up, then it's Hey, up. hey, hey. <laughs> Listen, I, I hear you on
0: that one because i religiously, like I'm not really a TV person, um, but I watch YouTube a lot and I've watched housing videos on YouTube a lot and I watch the luxury tours a lot.
1: And I don't know if you've heard of Matt and Summer. Do you watch Matt and Summer? Um... No, but no, I don't. I've watched some of their videos, I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking yeah. about a lot of my friends are like,
0: nah, I don't want to watch them, but they it's, it's not even so much them, they're good as well, but it's not even so much them. That's the level of houses they yeah. view. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. what do you mean? What do you and the house that I walk past all the time, and I've never even imagined the inside being as grand and upscale and, upscale right. and upscale as right as right. they are, and it's so inspiring. And I'm watching, I'm like, cool, what you got a random stairs here, just a banner, yeah, I'm gonna have that. You got a bath. You've got twelve baths in the one bathroom, yeah. Cool, I'm gonna have right? that. Like, and I watch it and I'm just so inspired. So I completely get what you mean by the bike ride and like riding around like that that um the areas and feeling inspired as opposed to being like, oh, this isn't me, but actually like oh, this is
1: gonna be me. Okay. Exactly. This is it. And that that's why that's why I watch the house I watch. I watch some um, I think he's an air uh, turkish maybe cypriot man and he does um home tours in the u.s that's what i'm watching it for you set the bar that high and you will never be disappointed if your Mm -hmm. bar is you want to get a council flat and just be set for life and that's fine i cannot judge you because you know that's where your girl's at right now but if you (laughs) set the bar as high as you know i want to Would I look? I watch these 1.4 12 million 90 million pound houses, then you're always going to be aiming high, and that's what you want to do. You aim high, you'll never fall short. I
0: believe 100%. So, with it being sexual awareness month, and us both Mm -hmm. being um survivors, I just wanted to ask you a quick question looking back now, how do you think? that situation has
1: shaped you for the better? How has that situation shaped me for the better? Oh, goodness gracious me. Uh, So, okay. um, So the the abuse itself, of course, um, hasn't shaped me for better, but healing from it um, and how that shaped me is probably um, most evident in how I see sex now yeah um and, and, and i guess that's where the the, the change really happens of course um now i value my body even so before talking about sex now i see my body as something that is desirable Um. and not just used for the purpose of someone else's pleasure because th- mm-hmm. those were the negative effects of the sexual abuse because it was repeat it happened re- um repeatedly over a, over a course of years and um, i really couldn't understand what sex was and I didn't know much about my body but in healing from that by taking part in activities that get me in touch with my body dance bike riding just run around the park with a friend whatever um, doing those things has put me in touch with my body in a way that um, I've never been able to do so before, and now I value my body. I value its meaning. I value what's in between my legs. I value my breath. I value um, encounters. I value being able to say no. And actually, I don't want to do this. And even though I feel aroused, it's just it's just a natural feeling. But I don't actually have to give in to that emotion. I don't have to give in to yeah. that arousal. I can call it off here. I can, admit, for example, I can have a great lips session and just say. Oh, I love a lip, boy. Woo! I'm good. Bye. You know, not not just bye, but sort of like, all right, babes, let's go to bed now. I'm just tired. I, I don't have to constantly give it up and my body isn't there, like I was saying, for the use of someone else's pleasure. I now play an active role in the sex that I have and I mean that on a mental level physically you can play an active part in anything but mentally a lot of us who have been abused um dissociate we might not be um familiar with the word but we sort of just sex we just sort of numb ourselves from it or afterwards whether we enjoyed it or didn't enjoy it we don't seem to care because well at least we were penetrated at least someone got something from me. And that my, my, my viewpoint on that has obviously um, very clearly changed now and I'm not as sexually active and I think that's a healthy thing for me. Um, and yeah, I just I just have a high regard for my body now, despite all of the trauma that it's, it's endured. I'm happy that you picked up on the, the angle I was going for.
0: I definitely did not mean... <laughs> what the direct trauma had that would have possibly impacted you because everyone would have been better without the trauma oh, yeah, And definitely yeah. the healing side of it and like what yes, you can learn yeah. from it because I think for me and this might, this might just be my own coping mechanism and it's obviously not going to be everybody else's but when I look at traumatic experiences that I've had I look at how it shapes me um, for the better and and it, it tends to come from things like my ability to understand a range of people or my, my the level of M- empathy that I'm able to give to others and how that also benefits them on their own healing journey so things like that is things that I've noticed in the last few weeks that there's 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 been challenges that I've had recently and I've looked at myself and thought why am I getting these challenges and I'm like God, like you can't love you a little bit, like a tiny. Yeah. And then I'm like, but actually, he actually equipped me for this because he put me in situations, or not, not he put me in situations, but I was in situations that at the time were very unfortunate, and still to this day, I would have rather not have to deal with. But yeah. as a result of healing through them and going through therapy, I have a level of compassion and understanding and empathy that I would say is extremely high. So it helps yes, me to have better yes. relationships with people around me, and it helps yes. me to also support people that are around me who are also going through shit a lot better mm-hmm. than it would have had I had not have had those experiences. And I've, and just to reiterate again for annoying people that of course I would rather not have had that, but there's still definitely yeah, yeah, a yeah, yeah. That has come through it.
1: Yeah, no, that, that yeah, that's powerful. And I, and I understood what you meant, but I was thinking along the same uh, the same lines of just 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 to be clear. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, life would have been a lot better had it not happened. But I'm grateful that I was able to heal and, and still learn something, learn about people and their wickedness, I guess, and, and their selfishness. Yeah, yeah. And the anger, um, anger is a very important tool. We're always taught um, that we shouldn't be angry. Or that, you know, anger is this evil emotion. Angle, anger anger can be used especially when we're angry at what's happened to us anger can be used in a protective in a protective way I'm so angry that happened to me that I need to make sure I've got the tools to make sure that doesn't happen again you know and so even healing helps me use that anger and be able to now I'm intentionally sussing out what are your intentions with me and if I don't want to suss it out communicate it what are you, just ask the partner, the sexual partner, what are your intentions? What are we doing here? Not that question that makes the man run away.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just
1: in general, you know, like, what is this? Yeah, we're just, we're just going to, what, back shots done. Cool. Right, that's that, that's all right. But I just, I just yeah. need to know and be clear and yeah. I'm very confident in that. So anger is still an important emotion. I thought I'd just mention that.
0: Yeah. Outside what, what, the of therapy, what would you say has helped you along your journey of healing, um, finding self-love, the amazing confidence that you do now oh
1: that's a very good cool question oh. um, outside TED Talks whatever you, whatever issue you've got wh- whatever issue you're, you, you have just YouTube a TED Talk on it YouTube do a YouTube, uh, TED Talk self-development, TED Talk anxiety TED Talk uh, fear of pregnancy, TED Talk you know, you know whatever it is that really helped um um my friendships having a really good support system if you don't have a support system um one that is healthy then it's going to be really difficult to recover from whatever it is that you're going through be it a breakup or something as severe as childhood trauma um Mm -hmm. um so a support system to uh, the, the positive healthy use of the internet those ted talks really helped me a lot um a few podcasts that I listen to. I haven't quite delved into the world of books. I'm very dyslexic, so I struggle to read. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I do think reading is something that we ought to do. Um, what else have I done? Oh, gosh. Um, oh, and yeah, more YouTube videos. The School of Life. Their YouTube videos are created by um, therapists, counsellors, and philosophers. Um, so, so that really helps. And although I, I don't... I don't think, uh, I don't believe, I'm not a Christian. However, I do believe in God. Um, But my time in the church, uh, when I, I went to a really quite intense church, um for for um girl, girl. Give me another episode to talk about that. Um I went to yeah, I went to a very strict church, a Pentecostal strict church. And my time at the church wasn't great, but my experience of Christianity was wonderful. Um the the growth, the self development that Christianity requires of you i don't want to say require because it's, it's it's not like a rule book but the the self-development that you come across in christianity as you read the bible is absolutely astounding and i'm sure it's very similar to that of reading the holy books of buddhists and, and muslims but my experience is christianity and there was one scripture that has never left me and that always stayed with me and i think it's psalm psalms 139 Verse 24 through 27, and it's uh David, of course, the Psalm. So it's David, and, he, and he's just saying to God, Search me, try me, and know my anxieties. And if there be anything in me that is displeasing to you, please remove it and lead me in the way everlasting. Now, that's a paraphrase, but I took that as, and I think I also read it in the Message Version of the Bible, as well as the New King James. And reading that passage, um, especially in that message version, made me think about searching myself, me searching myself, finding what it is that I don't like. Loving yourself is, is wonderful, but you, it's okay to not like things because you can find those things that you don't like and get rid of them, not just get rid of them, change them, understand them, study them, mold them into something new, but they don't have to remain there. And by doing that, you can be led in the way of the last thing and translating that into layman's terms. Live a happy and fulfilled life. And that's all I want to do. I just want to be fulfilled. I don't necessarily need to be rich. I don't necessarily need to um, have all those luxury items, which I would love. But I don't have to have them. But it is my duty. It would be an honor. It would my absolute dream to just live a happy, fulfilled, wholesome life. And um, So yeah, although I'm not a Christian, Christianity and scriptures like that greatly helped me um, in my journey. If you don't mind me asking, what, what's the
0: line for you with, so you said you believe in God, but you're not a Christian. And I always find that quite interesting because I know for myself, um, I grew up in the church. And at some point I felt I felt like I was forced to go to church. And it wasn't because I had like a strict religious upbringing at home. My mum just wanted her kids to go to church and to know God because she knew God. And then um, it wasn't until I went through, I guess the trauma that we've spoken about now, uh-huh. and, I, and it was c- becoming overwhelming and um, controlling my life almost. It wasn't until that where I I think I found God. I was in a dark place and he found me. Actually, mm-hmm. you no, know I'm lying. There was a time before that where I prayed for something randomly that I hadn't even spoken to. I hadn't even prayed before. And I said, if you will, then show me and do this. And then, and then it happened. And I was like, oh. And I just kept doing that over a course of like three years, and then eventually I thought, let me give it a try. And now, like, the last few years, I've been giving it a try. But it wasn't until maybe like, the last six months where I've been saying like, I'm a follower of Christ, because I feel like I don't like I don't. I don't like saying Christian because I feel like there's a lot of. I think you said it earlier. Actually, you spoke about labels, didn't you? And like what it comes with. Yeah. So yeah. I don't like saying Christian because I feel like people have a perception of what a christian looks like so once you say you're a christian they'll start judging you harder or being like oh how can she be a christian but she's a Bashment. how can she be a christian but she does and I, I just felt like i didn't want all of that because I, the way i look at religion is that it's a personal relationship between you between you and god so now i've tried to go on a journey where i'm able to say i'm a follower of christ or i say i'm a christian i switch in between the two and i still find it difficult for that reason but ultimately what i'm saying is that i believe in god but i was just interested in From my own experience, understanding where you where you see yourself on that line. Um.
1: So, to me, uh, there's so many things. Right, simplify, simplify, simplify. Um. I don't. There is nothing in me that believes I'm. I'm. We're not here for a reason that we. That I don't think there was a big bang. However. When you to me, um, oh gosh, I can make sure. Okay. When you think of a Buddhist, oh no, wait, let's see, let's let's see where the sentence goes. When you think of a Buddhist, your mind goes to a certain demographic or a, a look of a person, maybe a certain part of the world. When I say Muslim, your mind goes to a certain part of the world. When I say Jewish, it goes to a certain part of the world. And when I say Christian, don't really know what comes into your head and I just feel that African spirituality was completely wiped out as a result of colonization and slavery so I am accepting that for me in terms of my roots my melanated roots I might not ever know that part of my of my history my culture and that religion because again like I said it was probably wiped away burnt down and destroyed But there has to be a higher power. If Buddhism, Judaism, Jewish, Christianity, if it exists, it exists to prove one thing and one thing only. that There there is something above us, something supernatural that we cannot see. The body, the human body makes 100% sense. The mind, I still can't fathom. I know why my heart's beating. My brain's doing it. And I know why I'm wiggling my toes right now because I'm thinking about doing it. I don't know what the hell my consciousness is. And that's something that I guess I'll find out on the other side. <laughs> and I don't worry too much. I'm not going to join the, the argument of my God's bigger than your God and my God's real and your God's not. Um, I just know that mm-hmm. I didn't come from a Big Bang. That's all really. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that on that. Period. <laughs> yeah.
0: Period, honey.
1: Period. Period. <laughs>
0: Um, so thanks for listening to the episode today, guys. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, don't forget you can find us on Instagram at DopeBlackWoman1 and Twitter and Facebook at Woman. Until then, stay blessed and unapologetically black. All the
1: way black. Blackly black. Blacktastic, honey.
0: Hey!